Well, welcome back and thanks for joining us for 21 days of prayer and fasting. As we've been praying in these days, we understand that not only are we praying to God, but we're actually praying with Jesus. The scriptures teach us that Jesus is at the right hand of his Father in heaven. And there he is praying for you, interceding for you, praying for you by name. And to help us better understand exactly what Jesus is praying for us, each of these 21 days, I'm bringing us a short devotional out of John 17. It's there that Jesus prays for his followers. And by studying this prayer, we better understand how Jesus is still praying over us even now. Today, we're looking at John 17, verse 4 and 5, which says this, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Let me start with the story. Let me paint the picture. The whole crowd stood on their feet. Everyone was shouting and clapping and cheering at the top of their lungs. Hands were raised in the air. Friends were high-fiving. The look of joy was on every face. Well, every face that was wearing a red shirt. It was the final game of college basketball's Final Four. It's the only time I'd ever been there in person. And that year, the Louisville Cardinals won the final game and were hailed as the champions. The atmosphere was electric. Confetti fell from the rafters. Music blared from the PA system. It was the height of glory for those college students who had labored so hard to win the title of NCAA champs. Glory is one of those hard-to-define words, but you know it when you see it. Glory captures the attention of those present, and it literally demands their praise. Usually, we associate it with a massive achievement, like winning a championship. Sometimes, glory is bestowed upon a person whose life has literally been so remarkable that other people almost reflexively give them respect and honor. It's when all eyes, hearts, and minds come together to recognize that this person or this group of people has come to the epitome of greatness. Now, since Jesus began his prayer in John 17, he's used some form of the word glory five times. God's glory is the centerpiece and the driving force of the life and the ministry of Jesus. Jesus glorifies the Father. He glorifies himself because God alone is worthy of the utmost glory. In fact, it has been that way since even before the world existed in Jesus' own word. The glory that I saw the final four years ago was just a small taste of the kind of glory that God actually deserves. He is glorified because of his awesome power as creator. He is glorified because of his tremendous love that drove him to the cross to win our forgiveness. He is glorified because of his monumental victory over sin and raising from the grave. He is deserving of the highest glory. And just as Jesus glorified the Father, we are to glorify a God in our lives as well. We join with Jesus in prayer when we give God the glory that he deserves. In fact, giving God glory with our lives is the only thing that gives us ultimate fulfillment. You could try to give glory to a championship team, but the glory will eventually fade, especially when the next season comes. You could give glory to a spouse or to a loved one, but ultimately they will pass away. There's literally nothing in life that you could give maximum glory to and receive maximum fulfillment from outside of God. The prophet Isaiah put it this way, Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. 
Pastor John Piper writes it this way, all history is moving toward one great goal, the white hot worship of God and his son among all the peoples of the earth. So what does giving God glory look like? Well, it means living a life of worship. I've heard worship best defined as setting your mind's attention and your heart's affection on God. It's when we decide that our words, action, and every other thing about us is going to be done in a way that directs greater glory to God. This isn't limited to a church service. It overflows to our lives at home and in the workplace and on the multitude of moments in between those places. As exhilarating as it was to cheer on the winning team and to help them to garner praise for their high achievement, nothing compares to living a life bent giving God greater glory. This was the purpose of Jesus as we see him praying in John 17, and it's our purpose as well. So it's time today to pause, to pray, and to give God worship and praise, the glory he deserved. Because if you could hear the prayers of heaven right now, you might hear Jesus praying in the ears of the Father. May they know the joy that comes in bringing you glory.